Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Create and Vent podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Jeremy S. Cook. Do I still have to put the S in there, Jeremy? And, you don't uh, have to, but you can. But I did, so it's there. You did. And I'm Pat, and you're watching Matt DIY Perks uh, over here, who's joined us in the studio today. How are you doing today, Matt? I'm doing okay. <laughs> I've uh, I've been doing some heavy brick laying, so I'm feeling like that rush where you've done a lot of exercise and yeah, feeling fresh. Nice. What what nice. are you are you uh, building building a brick structure? Am I allowed Sometimes to ask? It's a yeah. You might. I mean, uh, in a video, not many people actually know this, but uh, avid viewers will have seen it. I actually have been constructing a mud hut. <laughs> it's like the complete inversion to like tech builds. Um, and we built this mud hut a bit close to a retaining wall and that wall really needed replacing when we started constru construction. So we're basically reinforcing it now so that it's uh, nice and safe. <laughs> well, well, that's, that's... So we're putting like these big breeze blocks in place. Well, that's great because last time we talked about a, a cob house, which I assume that's that's Did what I you mean by it that. last time. Yeah, yes. a little, we, we that's right. Yeah, very yeah. curious about it. Yeah, it's so. got a roof on and everything now. We've rendered the inside. Um, it's It looks amazing. We've got a stove inside there. I will probably do this as a video, but I'm not entirely sure. So, because um, obviously a lot of my stuff is very technical and, you know, to do with computers and speakers. I don't do much like uh, earth related or building related things. So it's the wrong element. So I'm not sure. It's not fire Maybe. or... Uh... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll need to uh, perhaps put um, uh, some LED lights in it or something. <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah, like I found some pictures of your cob house after we talked about it last time, but I'm... They were not easy to find, or it was a, a little video or so. I, I don't remember it being easy to find, though. It was a small section on a sponsor spot. That's the only site there's been of it so far. Um, but, uh, yeah, if, if, if anyone watching this, actually, if you can give some feedback in the comments and say you want to see it, um, I'm probably more likely to make it into a video at that point. <laughs> I hope well, so. We, I hope we you want to see it. Last time we talked, I believe it was 2021, and you had just started this cob house, so I'm 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 thrilled to hear that you're still pursuing this. But I'm I'm so curious. The 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 tension is just <laughs> is building. Yeah, it's it's a great it's um it's not massive, but it's basically finished now. We've just got to render the outside and do a fin few finishing touches, um, like seal properly around the door and uh, make some uh, oil the floor, which is made out of old pallets. Oh, as well, neat. pallet wood. Uh, it turns up brilliantly, actually. You just take the top surface of them off, and they come up really smooth. And some of it was hardwood. I was like, wow, this hmm. is literally free pallets from just around where I live. Yeah. And it's made this beautiful floor. Do you, when awesome. you say take the top off, do you put them through like a planer or something? Or do you do um, it by hand? Well, or a... well, my technique for this was actually to lay, um, manually um, divide them into. Um, piles of different thicknesses so usually they varied in thickness because it's from different pallets yeah so with the pallet wood it all it, it varies in thickness but only um, uh, there was only about seven different thicknesses and they so I arranged them into different piles of thicknesses and then laid them in strips on the floor matching the thickness gluing them down onto it was some OSB and then um, 
the heights varied as well because there were different um well i i mean before it was i was really actually talking about widths <laughs> okay. so the thicknesses are different yeah as well so then i used a hand a mechanical hand planer just to take off the top and it's just it all flat flush and looks great fantastic you know, it's amazing actually no you yeah, call so it cheap. a you call it a hut i have a i have a friend who used to be a neighbor a few houses ago and he built a thing in his yard that he called a shed but it had a bathroom a shower power oh, wow. <laughs> and air conditioning but he called it a shed i'm just i don't <laughs> i don't know i'm curious what you mean by hut Right, because Matt, what what I keep picturing when you say a cob hut or a mud hut, I keep thinking that it's something that like like hobbits live in in, in Middle Earth. But and maybe that is what I don't know. Can you can you give us a little little idea of what we what we I could expect if we saw actually? But um, it's basically um, imagine a mushroom in Mario, yeah. But imagine oh, yeah. it nice and big. And you can go inside the trunk. <laughs> that's what it looks. That's what it's like. So it's like a, th a three three meter. Um, it's not really a circle. It's like almost a semicircle. And, I I uh, have a friend it's got a proper roof on top who does pottery. We've interviewed her on the podcast, and she makes tons of little mushroom house looking artistic little pottery it things. Probably it's that sounds a lot like what yeah. it looks like. We have to see if we could get her to duplicate your. Hot, that would be so cool. Yeah, actually, as a scale model. That would, yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome, actually. Yeah. Yeah, so with this this project, it's it's um, so outside of the scope of what I normally do that I'm not sure whether it would work as a video. But it's taken so much effort that I might as well give it a go. Um, so we'll see. Do you know, um, you, it was your fault that every guest we've had on since you were on last and talked about the Cobb House and talked about how it might not fit on your YouTube channel. I have asked every guest if there's anything they want to talk about that wouldn't fit on their YouTube channel. And they're all like, they're nice. almost everyone's like, no, I just YOLO. I just throw everything up. If I yeah. want to put it up, I just put it up. And yeah, I, I yeah, expected it's... that was going to be the most awesome question I could ever ask. And it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. Um... With with my stuff, I have to I have to plan it a lot because yep. I know that it's to keep the ch channel sort of attractive to sponsors and um, keep the view count view counts high. I have to really make sure an idea is going to work before I put a whole month of time into it, and it's a big it's a big process. Like right now, I'm actually in the the thought process of which project to do next. I do have a big list, which I probably mentioned last time, but um, I. Um, I'm not sure which one to choose yet. So <laughs> it's a work in progress. Um, You've made a lot of good choices since the related. last time we talked. That a lot of projects that led into other projects, they link together. It's been fantastic. I enjoyed that you went from a giant power brick. Well, I might have the order wrong. The giant power brick <laughs> to a TV that you could watch in daylight outside to the PlayStation builds and all that stuff just feels like, I feel like you're going to be going camping somewhere where you're going to have the brightest TV <laughs> in the entire campsite. Well, unfortunately, I've actually had to dismantle that one. Oh, that's I a bummer. Try, I try and keep my projects uh, together because and keep them as well. Some people actually want to buy them after I've made them, but I'm saying, like, no, I don't want to sell this because I put, like, a month of time into it. Usually. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I, I'd have to sell it for a stupid amount to warrant 
like letting go. Uh, but with that one, I actually had to uh, had to dismantle it because it's so big and heavy. Yeah. Um, so it's in bits. <laughs> I still have the bits, but uh, yeah. But you'd have to, it'd be a lot of work to put them back together again. Yeah, yeah. It's it's that one. That one was the exception where it got dismantled. But other things like the uh, suitcase PC, like w- one of the flaws actually I've been having lately, I'm building things too big and heavy, because the suit suitcase PC was um, ridiculous. It's like something like over twenty kilograms, oh, and when you're holding that in a suitcase, kind of it's a bit much. Like when you have to lift it onto a table and open it out. And on the video, I tried so. Th- I tried to make it look light, <laughs> so I was I'd, just trying my best. Like, and then after the shot, oh, my arms hurt so much. Yeah, just don't tell lately, anyone. The, uh, yeah, <laughs> but the the camera project that I've done. Um, oh my goodness! The le- next level camera. That uh, also very heavy. So I'm actually redoing it, but much lighter. And I'm going to release those as three three D files for people to download. I felt dumb. Um, I'm I a much I, lighter version. Watching that video, I you got to the point where you're showing it, the lens projecting. I'm like, where is Matt going to get a sensor big enough to put on? The... And I'm dumb. I was thinking what you were going to do was, I saw a guy twenty years ago make a camera out of a flatbed scanner, where it would. That was that was an original. That was a thought actually. I did oh, look into really? doing that, but. Yeah, yeah. So you can get these scanners that you can put onto roll on paper. So yeah. it's like they're really cheap, and you just hold them against the paper and roll them down, and it scans. And they work with a basically an extended CMOS sensor. Yep. And it's a single pixel um, high, but really wide. And my plan initially was to actually roll those down the imaging plane. Yeah. Um, take take off its lens so that so that the light would just literally land straight on that and uh, capture that. But they there's a few problems. One is that they are mono, so they're they're only black and white oh. because they get their color data by strobing an RGB LED. Yep, and then interpolating that as color in in software. Um, and also the dynamic range on them is really poor. Like really bad so I thought oh, this this isn't going to work so and you couldn't do video that one, that one. exactly yeah, yeah the exactly. gentleman that yeah, I saw yeah. do this on you know a GeoCities site in the 90s probably he took a picture of a garage door opening you know and it was right. like it rotated it was the that must have been fre- interesting really freaky I wish I could remember what it looked like exactly I mean, it's yeah. so have long have you seen those rolling shutter tests yeah where people like film a plane uh, rotor and yep, yeah. except yeah, or like, that this or like is... the helicopters. That's, that's pretty pretty yes. strange. Yeah, yeah. But I'm it's like a garage door is slow. Like... Too fast, almost too fast for how slow that shutter is on a. I know. You yeah. know, flatbed <laughs> I mean, the movie. scan rate is so <laughs> slow. Because <laughs> it's actually a great example, though, to explain to people how it works. The, yeah. the rolling shutter effect. Um, I'm surprised no one's actually done that in the video. I know Destin did a great video explaining rolling shutter. So, yeah. But it would have been cool to use a flatbed scanner and a lens to actually explain it in better detail. Well, now that might happen. It's, it's slow. <laughs> it's like, a, like, I guess you could even like put your hand on the scanner and just scan it and move your hand at, at the same time, like side to side, and that would result in the same kind of effect. Yeah, as long as you can get, a, get it to focus. And, well, if you're close mm. enough, it should be. 
Yeah, if you just put your hand on the on the flatbed scanner, it'll probably be okay. Yeah. It'd be interesting if you aligned your your body or whatever it was moving to the the rolling shutter somehow. So then somehow you oh, and moved it with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is a lot like those weird. You know when you take a panoramic shot of like a dog running and they turn into a long weird dog because the algorithm doesn't. Yes, like a sausage dog, like extended yeah. sausage dog. <laughs> yeah, or the short ones that look like they just have two legs, like a little T Rex with a dog head on yeah. them running. Yeah, they go both ways. It's yeah, fun. yeah, yeah, it's fun. So I, I guess you're still a, a camera nut, as you described yourself last time we talked to you. Yeah, yeah, I'm into, I'm into cameras so much. Uh, I've actually kind of been more or less satisfied, though, because I, I bought the Canon R5. I think I just bought that, did I, last time we talked? Yeah, you were doing the, sure. can the you, water cooling around can that. You rem- yeah, had that been released yet? Oh, that's, that's right. No, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I'm trying to remember if we, if if that had been released or not. I, I think it. I, I think, think it, it was. I think it, I'm pretty sure that it was. You released that video already, short like the week or week or two before, probably. Right. Yeah. Because it's, it's, I think I remember talking about the R5 and things. But anyway, since I bought that, I've uh, my camera. Um, there's a what is it? Uh, gear acquisition syndrome, I think they call it in the photographic world. Gas! You have gas! <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, what they re- re- that's the abbreviation for it. Um, thankfully, I've, I've not felt like I need a better camera or anything because it's just that good. Well, um, I've, I've, so. never, I've never heard such a thing. I, I thought that was unachievable. To, I mean, I'm being totally honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, it records 8K. 8K! Like you don't need much more than that at the moment. So, nope. and things like the color, color science, and just everything, full frame sensor, autofocus, just wow. perfect, really. So, so yeah, wait, it takes yeah. video at eight K? Yes, yeah, and it's a photo wow. camera. Like I have no idea how Canon designed a sensor um, that good. You know, with the um, phase detect autofocus and um, generally really good color science, and then. Um, an imp- impressively fast readout as well. It was yep. beh- it was ahead of its time. Like Canon was behind the curve a- for a long time for video, and then suddenly they just jumped right ahead. And mm. yeah, amazing. Like, yeah, they've done a good job. Crazy. Yeah, I yeah. miss yeah. I miss Canon because all my EF lenses that I bought were so cheap. There was such a market of used EF lenses, and now the mirrorless all the I mean even Canon's mirrorless lenses there's as expensive as Sony mirrorless. Yes. It's, I can't, I don't get to have a $200 28 to 75 like I did, f2.8 like I well, did for my full it's frame. It's interesting you can. say that because I actually use cheap lenses with it um, because just old EF lenses with an adapter. Oh, it nice. To, and it, oh, it passes everything across autofocus and everything. It's, it's really fast, but it's um, a lot of them are mechanical because they're older. The it's a mechanical clutch for the auto fo- uh, for the focus, so you can manually control focus more easily. Mm. Plus, yep. a lot of the older lenses had a much closer focusing distance. So I've got this really cheap. It was like how much was it? Like eighty quid, I think. That's about a hundred dollars, I think, for for a lens. And I use it in the videos basically all the time because it focuses close. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, that's quite that's not very common in uh, the present lineup of Canon lenses. <laughs> so. Yeah, you don't necessarily need an expensive lens because they, they, they've been great for a long time. Yep. So, yeah. It's good that you can actually use them like with their, with their adapters and stuff. It's fantastic so it's that it's cool. working well, too. That's what I've been worried about is how well, how well does it work? 
You're saying it works well, so I, I trust you. I believe you, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's what I would recommend to people, but it's so expensive. Like, it's, it is expensive. I, I only justified buying it because I could... Uh, it was a... I could make a video out of it. Yep. Sure. Um, and, and you're a, you know, so. you're a YouTuber with... Well, actually, we were going to talk about this. You, you are approaching... 4 million subscribers at this point so it's yes very 3. close yeah. 3.9 now and it's funny last time we talked about a year ago where you were at 2.99 million subs was it so, really yeah, yeah. you literally so said uh, on the video hmm. you said i'm gonna bring up you pulled up the thing to watch the counter yeah, because you thought you might yeah, cross yeah. during i can't remember what number it was so yeah, right that was, that was approaching 3 million at that time just shy of three yeah Interesting. i think you hit it a day yeah. later or something similar yeah. to that <laughs> yeah yeah so, it's, it's so, a good milestone Oh, for, so for congratulations, sure. by the way, on both the three million that we missed and the upcoming four here. That's very exciting. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a, it's a, it's just you know, it's a, a lot of work, but it's it's you know, it's paying off. Like it's, so, it's amazing for, for sure. Yeah. Well, listen, you know, we kind of like touching this last time, but you know, we we're just looking at countries that your your uh, subscriber count exceeds, and at this point. You're now, you've now far exceeded Eritrea, which has about 3.4 million people, but right. you, have okay. not, you have not yet um, surpassed Georgia, and that's the country of Georgia, not the U.S. state of Georgia. Not the state. Yeah. What's the population which, of the state? Uh, you know, I don't know. Georgia in, the, in uh, Europe, I guess, is about 4 million, just over 4 million, and um, it sounds like Pat's going to find it out, but the state, you know, may, <laughs> maybe it's the same population. I don't, I don't know, because it's... Uh, that'd, be, that'd be interesting if they were like parallel. I reckon it's close. Yeah. Oh, it's not close. Mind you, they're comparable enough, but not. There are ten million seven hundred and eleven thousand people in the state of Georgia. Well, okay, that's a lot more than I was thinking. There, America's there you go. Big. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. You know, people. As, I mean. Being from the UK, when I was learning about American geography in school, I was. It took me ages to get over the scale of the U.S. I I couldn't like I couldn't I couldn't wrap my head around how big it is, and you you get to roam the whole thing. It's, it's pretty <laughs> That's cool. <true. laughs> well, you know, I can see why like uh, people tour around in RVs and things like that. That well, it sounds amazing. Yeah, that one, seems like it would be a lot of I'd fun. Love to do. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to tour America now. Um, it'd be brilliant. Yeah, no, it's it's a great place to. Uh take a road trip or, or what what have you it's I, I was talking to somebody uh the other day he was from um uh bosnia i believe he was from bosnia and i had to i said where is that exactly and you know somebody somebody else made a crack about how americans don't know geography but then i thought about it later i was like well you know i pretty much know where every fit all of the 50 states are and that's that's a you know, <laughs> that's a lot of you know, you know we learned well, last interview that i don't know quite where all the 50 states like, if they're on a map, I could point to the right places, but somebody, I forget what we were talking about, New Mexico or something, I was like, is that left or right of, and I'm, it's just another square out there. There's a lot of squares in that general area. <laughs> yes, and I'm, that yeah, is I, true. If, they, if you show me the map, I'll point to it, and I'll probably get it right. But if you ask me, is it east of, or north of, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe. It's, it's, nor, it's, it's near nor, it's near normal Mexico. So just, just to... that's a good way <laughs> to cheat. Mexico. Yeah, <laughs> regular Mexico. <laughs> big, can we call it Big Mexico? You can call it Big Mexico if you want. I mean, I think that's 
That's accurate. I heard I they're going to change the name of mini golf to golf, and they're going to now we're going to have to start referring to regular golf as big golf. <laughs> I don't know if this is true, but I'm I'm going to get behind it. I like this what idea. It, well, yeah, I heard about was it the LIV tournament and then the uh, you know the Middle East. Maybe that's what maybe that's what the whole controversy was about with the PGA Tour and, and such. Oh, so maybe that's big golf. I don't. I've not followed. I don't follow golf well, Jeremy. I'm not prepared. I thought it was. I thought I had a good little joke that I heard on the internet a while no, back. It, and... it, it is a good joke. I, I I made a. Well, probably wasn't that good of a joke either. I, there was something about. I don't know. Maybe the biggest golfer playing for LIV and he was going to get paid like a billion dollars or something. It was. It Insane was number. Mind blowing, but. Anyway, do either of you uh, play sports or anything? By the way. I, uh, I get the feeling no, but <laughs> I can so golf. I'm, <laughs> I'm out of I'm years out of practice, but I can golf. I was reasonably good at it. I, okay. I, I'm I bad a, at putting. A, I'm bad at driving, but I'm, I'm good sure. in the middle. Okay. I, I was a pretty good, pretty good basketball player long ago, but not right. not okay. so much today. What about what about yourself? Right. What do you what do you what's your sport? Like um, I, if I did it, if, if I, I'm getting into swimming at the moment, actually. I, I used to be an awful swimmer, um, like coordinating. <laughs> my coordination was way off uh, between my arm movements and, and leg movements. So my uh, it was not great. <laughs> but uh, I think it coalesced with me actually learning, uh, getting my driver's license, um, because in the UK it's all manual and stuff. So this is a few years ago now. But um, as I... Um, got used to it it actually improved my hand foot coordination because I, I have good like balance and i can run over a big boulders you know a field of boulders like as if they're not, they're not there but i couldn't synchronize like specific movements so i found doing the breaststroke for example i would do it wrong <laughs> but i've been really getting into swimming and i've gotten like loads better and um i can only sh i mean it could be just coincidence that it occurred at the same time as I learned to drive, but um, yeah, I can quite st strong at swimming now. It's just I get really cold because I live by the sea. If I go in the sea, I can only go in for like ten minutes tops, and then I'm oh, I can frozen. <laughs> really? So even in the height of summer, we recently had a heat wave here in the UK, and it was apparently boiling everywhere. But it wasn't too bad in my town because. Uh, it uh, was by the sea, so we had a lot of sea breeze. So it was about thirty-two. That's quite warm for the UK, but it was it was manageable. Um, but then I went in the sea and got too cold, <laughs> and then had to sit in my car to get warm, which had been in the sun and like was like a greenhouse. But everyone was like, "What's he doing in his car?" <laughs> but I was literally trying to get warm because on the hottest day of the year, because I've gotten too cold in the sea. <laughs> I had to, I just had to look up what thirty-two Celsius is. It's about ninety oh, no. <laughs> American, Jeremy. Just yeah, ninety in American. And, okay. I was, and I was, I was just wondering. saying today, I asked Google what the temperature was outside, and it's about thirty-two today. And I was like, oh my goodness, it's chilly. I could, yeah. I've been avoiding yeah. going outside. I have a, I have a little electric unicycle that I like to go ride, but I hate doing it when it's one hundred eight oh, nice. Fahrenheit. I'm going to ask what one hundred eight right. Fahrenheit is. So it's pretty we, hot with the temperature. The hottest, I think, just past forty Celsius, and that must that must be close to uh, one hundred and yeah, forty forty two Celsius. We've been at forty two or forty three mm. quite a few days. Normal here, 
it's you hot. turned on the news and it was like the apocalypse they were, it was coming <laughs> they changed <laughs> the um you could look at a weather map so last year or the year before there was very similar temperatures so about three degrees celsius in it and they they um, had just normal sunny sort of like yellow spots where it was warmer blue spots where it was cooler and then just a, this year with the heat wave they sort of hyped it up a bit and they had the whole thing like deep dark red and warning signs and stuff and it was <laughs> only about numbers. three degrees higher than last year so it was really it was like oh. you know? well, it, <laughs> it was funny it's it's hot when it gets there you know when it was 108 i went out for and usually when it's you're riding along at 20 miles an hour so you're making your own breeze right so it's nice and i rode through the sp- park here where it's all shady and then i got out in the big wide open field where it gets windy and i thought oh it's gonna be great when it gets windy and then i inhaled that 108 degree wind and i was like no yeah this is horrible yeah i I, yeah Yeah, it's too too much is it uh um consistently those those temperatures in summer then when where you are yeah 108 is pretty high for us here in this part of Texas. So but is it normal to have like aircon then? Do you have aircon? Oh yes. Is it yes, you couldn't people? survive oh, yeah. without it. Because that's yeah, one thing wouldn't. we don't have that in the UK. Yeah. So I can't imagine all that heat was there was nowhere cool to go unless you were by the coast. Yeah. So when I was a kid we that, used to go to the movies or normal. the mall. When it oh, got yeah. that hot. <laughs> to get yeah, cool. when I, we, I, right, when yeah, I yeah. lived farther north, we it still got hot and humid. It was way more humid up there. But yeah. Most of us didn't have much air conditioning, so you'd, yeah, you'd go places yeah. that were cool and just walk yeah, around. Prob- probably uh, a good economic boost during the, uh, <laughs> the yeah. I'll bet I, you. There was there's a shop in our town, and I went in. Uh, it wasn't on one of the hot days, but it was. It they of they must have had aircon because it was like twenty. It, it must have been like fifteen Celsius cooler in there. It was really chilly. But pleasant. <laughs> so, yeah, pleasant. I, I'm assuming most people that were too hot just went in there. So yeah. I think it was it gets, a tactic. It gets they weird turned it down. here because you know if it's 108 degrees outside, you know you go out of the house. You get if your car's parked outside, you get into your car and it is hot. I mean, it is hot in your car. So you have to be dressed for the war for this heat. But then all the places <laughs> you go have the air conditioning set so cold that you end up being chilly when you go inside place. Wow. So it's a bit of a, uh, you have to take a few layers then. Yeah, you might bring a little jacket or something with you if you're going to the movies <laughs> or something. Right. I mean, it depends on who you are. Like, yeah. I used to always run hot, so I would be hot even if it was cold. But now that I'm getting older, I'm cold all the time. So right. it's, I, yeah, it's, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, no, it, yeah, it, is, I, it is funny because, you know, it's like, I, I, I generally just dress with what I want to. But, you know, if, if like, you know, my wife gets a little bit colder, so she'll bring like a jacket or something, you know, like a, a coat. It's like, you know, it's like 90 degrees out, which I guess is, I don't know what that is in, 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 uh, Euro unit, you know, but 32, that's the, the third. You know, it'll be, it'll be like 32 degrees in Celsius. And it's like, like, why are you bringing that? But you know, it's because, you know, you walk into somewhere else and it's, you know, you keep it really cold here. I, I live in Florida, and it's it's interesting because it stays fairly hot here consistently during the summer. But I would say almost never does does where I live get over a hundred degrees Fahrenheit, which hmm. you know, yeah. I don't know, thirty five Celsius. Maybe that's 
Maybe that's right. Uh, yeah, it's probably th- top 30s, I think. I'm not great yeah, at about converting. Thir- so 38, about 38 is about 100. I'm the, uh, I'm the Hey right, Google yeah, uh, temperature conversion robot today. <laughs> thank you, thank I'm you. I'm keeping this window open. Well, well, Pat, all you have to do is, is take 212 minus 32, divide it by 100, and then add something else or something like that. I feel I'll like, put, I'll put I up that like math lady meme it. next to me. When you're telling, oh, when you're explaining right. that, when we edit this, oh. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's uh, it's pretty hot. Um, actually, yeah. you know, last time we talked, we talked, Matt. I, you know, we talked about our projects that we were working on, and one of the projects I had was actually a camera, camera bag I was working on because I was going to take a trip to see one of my friends in um, in uh, Washington State, and I was like, oh, it's going to be, it's going to be awesome there. It's going to be nice and cool. And they were having a heat wave that year. It was it was so uh, hot. I went from Florida to to uh, the northernmost edge of the United States. In fact, I went to the Canadian border. They wouldn't wouldn't let me in because I was you know an unclean American at the time. But um, <laughs> but it was just just the weirdest thing. And uh, you know, speaking of that project, I did get it done, but I actually didn't even take my camera because oh. I just. I, well, you know, I thought about it. I <laughs> so, so that that hmm. <laughs> yeah. that's a shame. It is it is a bit of a shame, but I I just do thought you use that it now though, like now that it's done. My camera? No, the bag. Uh, oh, the, the bag. Yeah. No, yeah. I did. I yeah. didn't even use it. It was just kind of a project that I thought was cool, and then ah, uh, you know, it's uh, hopefully you I still have it somewhere. Do you uh, do you, do you, are there any uh, projects that you have put a lot of time in that? into that never t- become anything and then just end up in a drawer for for well, years <laughs> i i would i would say yes there are but sometimes there's a project i've been working on i've just had it in my mind for for years a project where i could have a, a analog clock and have like a, a row of them so it could have say like one that says like maybe uk time or you know wherever else yeah. that i'm interested in uk time maybe california time china i've showed et cetera, up to one of our interviews an hour early because i didn't catch the correct you know jeremy's a one time zone away from me and i showed up in his ah, time right. zone and i'm like where is everybody you know i'm you know <laughs> i completely forgot that you guys have different time zones well like that's America. right because it's all the uk like, is all it's all, all one it's all one yeah yeah so i was like time zones do you mean like yeah. with an interviewee in a different country? <laughs> no, it's just just in the U.S. <laughs> and then I get more mixed up because whenever there's the third time zone, yours is far enough mm. away that it's okay. But if there are- the worst thing with with the UK time is there's BST as well, which is separate. People think it's um, GMT all the time. So uh, mm. if oh. you don't remember that in summer it's BST, then you will get the wrong time and your equivalent of our daylight savings time yes so bst is uh british summertime and it's not gmt it's gmt plus one <laughs> so. oh, i like that because it says summertime pat- right in there i that's delightful that is nice. <laughs> yeah. but, but speaking of that pat didn't our um didn't our government pass something they were gonna re- do away with normal time and they were just gonna have a daylight savings time all the time it passed is in, that a thing it passed in one half of i don't remember if it was the congress or the senate and i think it failed in the other so i think we're still stuck with daylight savings time we had i think we have had a similar debate whether to get rid of daylight savings in the uk 
Um, but I don't think it's getting any traction, really, because I think people are just used to it. And, yep. And um, I'm not knowledgeable enough to know if it's a good... I mean, it's a great idea for me, because, you know, from a an IT perspective, all of these time zones and time changes and differences, it's it causes issues. It's annoying, and yeah, it's a lot imagine. of work. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but, but Pat, they, that's mind-blowing, though, because I, I feel like, if I remember correctly, it passed the Senate like 99 to 1, Whereas, so you'd think the house would jump on that, but I guess, yeah, I guess you not. never know. I don't know what else was tied to it. I don't, I wish you put this in the notes, Jeremy, because I would have uh, done some research and I would have looked to. <laughs> there was a, there was an interesting, um, uh, when it was on the radio, I heard this conversation uh, about stats or was I reading it? I can't remember. Anyway, um, the, apparently, it's a lot safer for school children in the UK walking to school when the uh, um, with daylight savings implemented compared to without during the transitional t- times. Yeah, so it should be uh, there should be light in the morning. Yes, I and it's safer. Apparently, I get mixed <laughs> up when we call it daylight savings time, but the time. I don't yeah. even know which is daylight savings time and to, which. I always have I, to look at it. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but, but but Pat, don't you stay up late enough sometimes that your days actually get reversed? Oh yeah, I almost did it. It almost happened because of the plumber that showed reversed. up yesterday. Yeah, I get you get. I get far enough that I end up awake all night and then I sleep during the day and then uh, right. sometimes so it's actually... hard to get back. There's a it's, yeah. That doesn't sound terribly. Um good to do on a, on a regular yeah, basis well, it's not too bad until something until you schedule something during the day when you're right when you get into a position where you're awake at night instead then yeah then you're like well yeah. how do i go to sleep now how do i wake up and <laughs> yeah i i am um, on, a, on a personal note i actually have a really strong body clock so if i go to bed late i'll still wake up at my normal time and just be tired yeah. during the day so it's it's kind of not great for parties but okay for work i think i kind of work that way too it doesn't matter when i go to sleep i will but until i do it enough times in a row and then it starts to push the Your wake up gets time used to it. yeah hmm. yeah yeah but yeah. i think i have like about a 25 or 25 and a half hour internal clock i don't think it's quite 24 oh, hours i don't yeah. i've never measured it but it's off right. it's definitely not yeah, that's it. It would be interesting. To, I wonder if they've done a large-scale study about variation in in natural body clocks. Then I'd like, love to um, participate in a study like that. That would yeah. be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, they, my, they could just put bo- you down in the cave for a couple of days and, <laughs> yeah. or a couple of months. <laughs> see what see what happens. Yeah. Oh my god! It would be, be one of those to tests where they deprive me of light or dark. It's light all the. T- oh my goodness. This would be a sci-fi movie, probably a terrifying one. Something bad is going to happen to me in there. I can imagine mm. uh, Mr. Beast doing something like that, like yeah. sensory deprivation for. Well, he's probably already done it, actually. <laughs> sensory deprivation for like, like a week or something. <laughs> oh man, I'm sure he's. I'm sure yeah. he's probably already done that. Yeah. And yeah. Matt, you don't. You also don't work a regular nine to five office job like most most no, folks it's, do. It's full time YouTube, yeah. Yeah, um, but you make um, you decide when the hours are. I mean, you probably yes. but you're saying your internal clock. You probably do it the same. 
the same time. I do things randomly, you know, just when they happen, they happen. And I've found out after doing this for so long, I am really bad at showing up for appointments. Like if there's going to be an right. alarm and a time, like I, like three hours before this interview, I'm like, well, I have three hours. What can I do in three hours? <laughs> I don't understand right. anymore what that block of time means. Oh, interesting. It's, yes. To be fair, I've been really bad at that historically, but lately I've gotten quite good at um, uh, work, like mentally knowing how much work I can fit into a certain period of time. Um, because I generally work uh, morning. So my, my day is split into three blocks. So it's morning, afternoon, and then evening. And then I can schedule um, what I'm doing project-wise within that. And I've gotten it down to, like, a, it's helping now. Like, I'm, I used to be really bad at uh, getting videos finished on time, which required a lot of um, last-minute, um, do you know that, like, the last-minute rush where you just focus and... and Yeah, I crunch spent, time. I, I think, yeah. Um, my, to be fair, though, that still happens. Like, it's gotten less. But the camera video, uh, the last day of that... I did a 20, what was it, like a 20, 22 hours, like got up at five, finished the day at two in the morning or something oh, like that. <laughs> so and you mean five in the to morning to two done. in the morning, not like, yeah, not like my yeah. morning of 5 p.m. Yeah. kind of. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, so that, that wasn't uh, great, but I got it done in time. Um, but I've done like all nighters and things. It's not great, but. I'm kind of avoiding it now because it's not nice today. Good. Well, well you, not, you say you fun. say on time. Do you do you set your own deadline? Or no, is it it's something sponsors. That's... Yeah, sponsors usually want it done by the end of the month, and usually it's a bit of a tight squeeze. So I have to rush at the end. Um, yep. And it's, um, I guess it's probably normal for when deadlines are there. You it ends. I, I always end up end up a project takes as long as the deadline is <laughs> i've never been yeah, able to get one done true. in advance so uh, it's uh, from what i hear it's kind of a common thing but i'm trying to change it uh, it's just yeah. really hard one of my <laughs> really favorite hard. authors douglas adams said he loves deadlines because he loves the whooshing sound they make as they go flying by <laughs> yes <laughs> yes well, well listen matt how, how long have you been a professional youtuber has it been Longer than YouTube has been around, Jeremy. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, as a job, it's been much less than the channels be I've been doing working on the channel. So at first it was a hobby, and then it was about... So I've probably been doing it about seven years as a proper job, which is still a long time, but not as long as the channel itself. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'm very happy that I've landed on it as a, as a job because it's... Um, as I say, it started as a hobby, so... Yeah, yeah it's, it's always it's fantastic great. when hobbies can turn into... Yeah. Turn into yeah. actual it, income that supports and, you. Yeah, and it's such a varied job as well. So it ranges from um, project planning, coming up with ideas, um, building, using different uh, materials and methods and skills, learning things, um, script writing, presenting, narrating... Um, managing things um editing you know it's a, it's a yeah. wide-ranging job and uh, as your channel's been getting bigger have you have you been acquiring any have you been 
hiring help or delegating or folks... building a I, I don't know how to ask this without being a, yeah yeah a, it's it's something I've thought about a lot but I um, haven't made any moves yet to bringing any other people on board because obviously it's been something I've done solo for so long that it's going to take quite a lot of adjusting my workflow to actually uh, involve other people but it's definitely on the cards the biggest thing towards that will be getting a bigger space because this is this is just an attic room that I use as a studio I definitely need to step that up <laughs> if I'm having more people here because this is not enough room to like build yeah. things here so uh yeah watch this space on that front because it, it things will probably change in about well ne next time we talk in a year or, or so nice well oh, that's we, exciting uh, we would love love that love to talk to you again for sure but for now, why don't why don't we go ahead and take a coffee break, and then when we come back. Maybe we can talk about specifically so, about some of your projects that are really fantastic. Of course, that sounds sound good, Matt. <laughs> yeah, sounds great to me. All right, we'll take our coffee break, and we'll be right back. Doo -doo -doo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> outro music. Hey everyone, welcome to the coffee break, where we give a shout out to our top five ish patreons and. Um, yeah, I guess I'll go ahead and get into it if that sounds good to you, to you, Pat. That sounds fantastic to me, Jeremy. Can I drink my coffee while you're uh, you're talking? Y you can if you if you like. So our f top five patrons are Carl, Michael Sizer, Raptor, Stuart Morrow, Brian Moses, and Positive Waves. Thank you so much for your patronage and helping support the show. It really, really means a lot. Now, Pat, if somebody wanted to actually support us on Patreon. Where would they go? Jeremy, they would go to patreon.com slash create invent, all one word. Okay, I'm not sure I got that. What was that, that again, was Pat? patreon.com slash create invent. Did awesome. I do that right? Well, you don't have to donate money to our patreon.com uh, area. You could like this video, like this podcast, tell your friends about it, tell your neighbors, leave a comment. All of that stuff helps us out and gets us in front of uh, more eyeballs and ears. So, so yeah, anything like that you could do would be totally helpful to us, and we definitely appreciate it. And so, without further ado, let's go ahead and get you back to your show. Da -da 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 